welcome back to Sports Mindset, folks. I am your host, Khalil Cowway, as always. And today, we have to give a shout-out to Anchor because Anchor has now finally added a way that you can use your video podcast uh, on Riverside. So big shout-out to Anchor. This is not a sponsor right now, but um, big shout-out to Anchor for this. And today, we're going to be talking about some WWE, AEW, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, just straight-up wrestling podcast. Um, I've not done these in a while, but a lot has changed uh, since our WrestleMania predictions with me and Ty. Uh, Ty is unfortunately not here, but it's just going to be me today. But it has been a very long time, so let's just get right into it. WrestleMania 38. How was WrestleMania 38? Khalil, were you a big fan of WrestleMania 38? I was a huge fan of WrestleMania 38. I think it delivered on... Everything you kind of wanted. Um, I mean, start off with Cody Rhodes. I mean, you can't book that any better. Having that WrestleMania return was special. I mean, the story was not needed. The match was there. I mean, six years not being in WWE and him coming back to the place that he called home. Can't can't book it any better than that. So, uh, first off, just loved that. Second. Um, I mean, let's go through the card. Night one, Usos, Rick Boogs. Unfortunately, Rick Boogs got hurt um, during the match. I mean, that's something you really don't want to see, especially on the biggest spectacle of it all. I mean, you could have had a WrestleMania moment right there with Rick Boogs picking up two people, but unfortunately it didn't work out um, there. But the next match, I believe, was Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Uh, Again, it was Drew McIntyre's moment to pretty much, you know, use the Claymore sword and being able to break the ropes. I don't think it was a match that anybody expected, but the match itself was pretty good. I just think the story was a little too long. But I, again, I am a big, I was, I was a big fan of that match. Corbin and uh, McIntyre definitely both delivered. I, I was enjoying that match. Now we get into Miz and the Mysterios with Logan Paul. Logan Paul was great. I think it was fantastic. I think he had a fantastic match. I think he delivered uh, for his celebrities. I mean, the celebrities this year were actually pretty good. Like they performed really well for what it was. Um, but I was a big fan. I was a big fan of what Logan Paul did. Then we go into the Mysterios. I mean, do I think they should have lost that match? Uh, maybe. I mean, I don't think it really matters too much. But they lost the match. I mean, it was a good moment for The Miz to be able to hit on Logan Paul. I mean, The Miz, man, he's such a special character, man. I mean, coming from a TV host in 2004 to now being at one of the top uh, Intercontinental Champions of all time. I mean, even the main event at WrestleMania, just so great for the Miz and so happy for him, man. Which I, the words I thought I'd never say, but then obviously Cody and Seth, perfect match. I, I honestly think it was a great match. I, I had to give it four, four and a half out of five. Um, it was just great. I honestly could book it five out of five if I really wanted to, but it was a good match. Uh, but my favorite, personally, my favorite match, maybe of all WrestleMania, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. I think they had a fantastic match. Um, the beginning of it, I mean, just storytelling at its finest. Becky trying to go for her finisher once again, like she did at SummerSlam, going for the one, two, three, kick out by Bianca. I mean, the 10 count, when Bianca just gets into the ring, you thought it was over. She gets back in the ring, and she wins the title. I think it was perfect storytelling for Bianca to finally get her WrestleMania, or not finally, I'm sorry, final, or finally to beat Becky Lynch and get her revenge that she most rightly deserved. I think it was great storytelling there. Then we go into... Uh, I believe the Ronda Rousey Charlotte. Again, it's just Ronda Rousey. I mean, her being there is just eh, in the first place. Uh, I don't really like her on the mic. And Charlotte's gimmick is kind of weak. I, I just think 
you know, she's a flare, so she can do whatever she wants. I just think it's weak. It's very weak. And I think this is a dream match, but they couldn't really build it well because they can't really talk on the mic well. Um, it's like having a promo skill, two out of five, like in my GM or something. Like, you can't have a two and two. It's not going to work. So, I think, you know, if they had a Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, it would have worked a lot better. But maybe next year we'll get that, and I think we'll probably get Bianca and Charlotte. I think that's that's a match that could be very, very good. And Charlotte's one of the best in the business, but with Ronda, it's, it's really hard. You know, I, I'm just not really a big fan of Ronda in the ring, and I'm not really a big fan of Charlotte right now. But I think she's one of the most talented wrestlers in the league. In the league, in the in the game right now. Now we go into Stone Cold and Kevin Owens. I'm so happy that Kevin Owens got his moment. I think it was very deserved. Um, I mean, he's one of the best talents. I, I honestly like he could do everything. He could talk, he could wrestle, he could uh, be a comic if you wanted him to be. I mean, it's fantastic. I love Kevin Owens. I love seeing him get his moment against Stone Cold. And Stone Cold being back there 19 years after not wrestling, taking a bump on the con. It's just, it is great, man. I mean, that's why sometimes you got to love wrestling. Now we go into night two. Um, I'll just start off with my favorite match of the night. Uh, Pat McAfee and uh, Pat McAfee and Austin Theory. I was surprised Pat McAfee won, but I already knew Pat McAfee was going to deliver. He's one, He's so like, talented, man, it's, it's crazy, and I'm a big fan of Austin Theory, too, so, those two going out at WrestleMania, I mean, you just wanted to see Pat McAfee beat him up, and Austin Theory being that sneaky heel that he is, I mean, it was destined to happen, and getting, I feel like Vince getting in the ring was unnecessary, but it was a cool moment, just the match itself was just, eh, you know, I just feel like Stone Cold should have came out sooner and helped him, and then McAfee beats Vince, that would have been so cool, but, um, it was cool as it was, so I was a fan of it too. Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville. I did enjoy the match. I thought it was very funny having Wee Man come in there and slam Zayn. It's just it's, it was it was just a great WrestleMania. I mean, the tag team match between um, Sasha, Naomi, Carmella, Vega, and so on and so forth, Ripley and Morgan. And we'll talk. We'll get into Ripley later, and we'll we'll get into that later. But um, it was great. I it was a good match. I'm not like crazy about it but it was it was a good match probably the probably yeah probably in the middle for the women's matches then we go into the tag team men's uh rk bro alpha academy oh thank you alpha academy and the street profits i think it was a good match uh and i expected it to be just that because you have great talents like Bontes ford i mean the way he's he's able to get up man it's just ridiculous jump over the top rope and land on the outside not even come off the top rope is just ridiculous in itself and I, I was pretty I was pretty amazed by the whole thing then we had um, the riddle RKO from the top rope that was crazy I mean then Gable Stevenson coming in at the end I liked Gable Stevenson uh, I don't think the crowd was really with it though it was kind of weird but you could see that they're going to make him a very big deal, and I'm, I'm a big fan of that because he's a very talented wrestler, obviously an Olympic wrestler. So I'm a big fan of that, and it's going to be—I think it's going to end up going well. Now we're going to get into wow, what's the other match that I was just—I just see I'm going all off the top of the dome here, but we'll go right into the main event because this is very controversial. The match to me between Roman and Brock was doomed when they called it the greatest match of all time. I was hyped for it to begin with because, look, 
The buildup was great. I wanted Roman to retain because he's been such a great champion. And I think with Brock, he probably was having a, a great time being a face. So I think that was great in itself. But to call it the greatest match of all time, it's just... You can't do stuff like that. I mean, we saw it when they called it the greatest match ever with Edge and Randy. It was a fantastic match, you're going to be wrong. But you can't call it the greatest match ever. You can't you can't do stuff like that because it's doomed. It's doomed from the start. It's doomed. So, uh, for me at least, I wasn't a big fan of them calling it that. Um, now, we can get into my opinion on Roman retaining. I think it was needed. Uh, Roman is having a 600-day run right now as we speak. And I think that's what it should be. Because he's having a great run and it might as well continue. What is Brock going to do with the title? What he's always done. He's going to go ahead and only wrestle at part-times. Roman's not a part-timer. You see Roman in almost every pay-per-view. And I love that because that means the championship means something. In my opinion, when Brock has it, like, sure, he doesn't defend it a lot, so you, it's, it's, like, rare and it's supposed to mean something. But to me, that doesn't mean anything because Roman's there every single pay-per-view. And I think that's why I was a big fan of CM Punk's run because CM Punk defended it at every single pay-per-view and showed it. And Roman was the main event at every single pay-per-view this year. Because he is the main event, and then Tribal Chief, the head of the table, as we should respect him. But, you know, I just wasn't a big fan of Brock having the title. So, um, yeah, and I'm sorry for the noise in the back, folks. It's been it's been rough out here. I'm outside right now. You know, it's a beautiful day, um, and I decided to enjoy it. You know, I decided to come out here, uh, doing a podcast, set up the set up the table over here. We're looking good, man. So. Very excited. Now, we can go into the AEW side. Revolution. I was a fan of Revolution. I loved the pay-per-view. I, because It's funny, though, because when we compare WWE and AEW, it's two different things to me. Because AEW is the wrestling. It's not a lot of story. It's just straight wrestling. And they do their storytelling during the match. And I'm a big fan of that. Because, look, if a match is great, I'd rather have a big match. Honestly, a, better, a great match that's known for and special... That's going to tell me a story anyway. Think about it. Really, really think about it. If Omega and Okada, they had a fantastic match. And that match will always be remembered. And they'll be like, okay, if we ever do a part two to this, the story's already there because they had a fantastic match. So I think that alone is just so special. Um, Hangman and Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole, so I would love to see him win. But I think Hangman as a champion is really not that bad. But a lot of people aren't fans of it. I'm just not one of those people. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I like Adam Page. I really do. I really, really do. And I think he's he's good on the mic. Uh, he can wrestle his ass off in the ring. One of the best talents out there. And I'm, I don't understand why people don't respect him and, uh, as a champion. It's just weird. I don't think he should turn heel. That would be even weirder. But, um, yeah, overall, though, I was, a, I, was, I was a fan of the match for sure. And... Yeah, I mean, the Young Bucks also, the Young Bucks, the Red Dragon, and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, they've been killing it, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. I mean, uh, they had a fantastic match. It's as simple as that. They just had a fantastic match. And that's okay. That's okay. Because when you have a fantastic match, it builds so much of story. It builds up um, to make you as a great champion. And that's exactly what they've been. They've been great champions. So, um, yeah, it's, it, Again, it's as simple as that, man. So I'm a big fan of that. Now, we can go into um, CM Punk. CM Punk 
MJF Revolution fantastic match, dog collar match. They had a great story, and it led to a great match. Perfect feud. Can't say it any better. Uh, Going to go down in AEW history for sure. Now, CM Punk is now moving on to the World Championship. And a lot of people are kind of indifferent about this because CM Punk, the people are calling him Botch Punk. And look, CM Punk, and at the end of the day, he got one botch. But the match itself, at least on Dynamite, every single match has been great. Every single match. And you don't see a lot of guys do that. Like, a lot of guys, like, who are part-timers or even guys who are older, he's 43. He is 43, folks. He is 43 wrestling like he was in WWE. Like, he's having a fantastic match with these guys. And the fact that you guys don't give him, like, a little bit, like, a break sometimes is kind of weird. Like, I just, I just find that weird. Like, WWE fans are so weird with AEW, and I'm I'm a fan of both product, products. I like AEW a little more just because they're a better wrestling aspect, and I, I can go to a show and be entertained by everything. But, look, you can't hate on everything. You can't. You can't. AEW can't do the same with WWE. Because WWE, don't get me wrong, they have some bad stuff. They have some really, really bad stuff. But at the end of the day, sometimes it works. I'll give you an example. Like, with what they're doing with Ezekiel, it's working. It's working. It is working. I don't know how it's working, but it's working. And if you're going to hate on it, that's fine. But it's working. He's low-key getting over because he said he's the little brother of Ezekiel. That's crazy. The fact that he's getting over because of that. Now, AEW, I mean, they have a lot of great stuff going on. A lot of great matches. Jericho Society, I mean, calling them sports entertainers. That's great. That's hilarious. You, like, you can't get better than that. Like, honestly, it's hilarious. And everybody loves Jericho the way it is, so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Eddie Kingston, I mean, that feud has been has been building very, very well. So I, I'm a huge fan of what they're doing in AEW. Now we can go into CM Punk, like I said. Sorry. I, I get backtracked a lot. Now, CM Punk, Hangman Adam Page. I think this is going to be very, very interesting. Because we have a case where there's two faces. Now, is it just going to be a match where they just have it and then they're just well-respected? Are they going to have something at Double or Nothing where they're the main event? I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. But I'm excited. I'm excited. And that's why I love about it is because you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes wrestling so great. Because sometimes when you don't know what's going to happen, it's what makes it special. Because when you do something that's unexpected, that's where you catch everybody. And I think when Moxley and Danielson were fighting at Revolution and putting on a fantastic match, and then William Regal comes out, who expected that? Who expected William Regal to come out out of all people? And then they start their own thing called the Combat Bullet Club, or uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Sorry, Bullet Club. What am I talking about? They they get Wheeler Yuta in there, and Wheeler Yuta is already over. Already. And they bar- they haven't even begun. They have barely even begun yet. You know? And all the controversy with um, John Moxley leaving AEW to go to WWE, it's made him even better. And he's eating all this controversy because he, he did the stomp to Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan. And the crowd was eating it. Everybody was eating it alive. And like, oh, he might go back. He might be with Seth. Do I think he's going to go back? No. Why would he? I don't I don't understand it. Like, with Cody Rhodes, I barely understood it. Because, look, what 
John Moxley's doing an AEW is perfect for him, and I love it. I love it, honestly. I, I really do love it. So, I think everything's going to be great. I think everything's going to be fine. Um, just keep doing... They just got to keep doing what they're doing. If they do that, they're all good. They are all good. And, look, I'm, I'm going to be a fan of that. So, now, let's move on to the next thing. How do I feel about MJF and Wardlow and the way they're pushing Wardlow? Wardlow is a star, bro. He's a star. Uh, we haven't seen him put him on a full wrestling match, but he's going to be that guy. And you could see it because the crowd is with it. And MJF is doing a great job of making himself look like the biggest possible heel. And everybody's with Wardlow. And you got to love it, man. And MJF is so good at his job. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, And he's so young. And, you know, him talking about WWE and stuff like that, like, he, it's all a work. It's all a work, and you love to see it. Now, I want to get into something that's interesting, and most of these AEW guys like Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, all come from NXT. I mean, obviously they came from Ring of Honor and stuff like that. We'll get into that later. Um, NXT. NXT 2.0. I am not a fan of NXT 2.0. I miss the old NXT. I miss the great matches. I miss... The characters that are already built. I miss... I miss it all. I miss it all. I miss it all. Honestly, I really do. Because NXT meant something. NXT wasn't a developmental thing. NXT was a straight-up place where we put on better matches than the main roster. We are the main roster. And now it's like, oh, we're just trying to build younger talent. When it's like, you can do that by having older talent. And they are doing that. So why didn't you just keep it the way it was in the first place? It was already established, Vince. It was already established. I love what they did with Mandy Rose, though. I, I think that was the best thing for her. And she low-key got better in the ring. I think it was the best thing for her. But, come on, man. Like, that NXT brand was so perfect. And, like, the fact that you just, like, messed it up like that is just annoying. You know? And you built a lot of stars that way. You built most of your stars doing what you did before. And I think they could have done that with the North American title. I think the North American title is a great way to build you up to stardom. And I think guys like Carmelo Hayes, guys like Santos Escobar, guys like Cameron Grimes could have built themselves up that way. Slowly, because again, not everybody's a star. Not everybody. Remember, all these young talent was coming in anyway. Asuka was a free agent that got signed, and then she got put on to NXT. But who did she have a match with? She had a match with Bailey. She had a, another person coming in like Ember Moon. She had another person coming in, and, and then Ember Moon won it. And then Kyrie Sane came in, and then Tony Storm came in, and then Kaylee Ray came in. You had all your stars developed. But why are we bringing Natalia to NXT to build up Cora Jade if you're trying to build younger talent? It doesn't make much sense. I mean, I like what they're doing with Braun Breaker. They're having a feud with uh, Joey Gacy. I'm kind of a fan of it. I'm 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 liking it because Joe Gacy is making himself look like a real like bad guy, like Ministry of like Undertaker kind of vibes. But you could have done that. Like you could you could have done that. Like I don't really get it. So I guess they're trying to be more of an entertaining aspect instead of a wrestling aspect, which. It's kind of drawing me away a little bit from WWE because it's like, you don't really care about the wrestling matches. Oh, my God. I've it's, wow. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll go back to this. But, see, this is my problem. I get backtracked. But 
NXT is something that meant something before, and I think now it's just a developmental thing, and I just don't get it. I just don't get it, but it's fine. It's fine. But, like I was saying, WrestleMania 38, I forgot a match. I forgot a match. Edge and AJ Styles. Loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the finish. I knew Edge was have to, Edge would have to win, and Edge has to find a way to win. Damian Priest, Edge becoming a faction. You bring in Rhea Ripley. It's perfect. It's perfect. I I I love it. I love it because I know Rhea Ripley's coming in after her heel turn. I saw it coming, you can see the purple light in the background it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming I love it, because I need another I, they need somebody else there too, but I love what's happening right now, because we need more factions in WWE, we need more groups, we need more groups, and everybody loves a faction Vince doesn't like his factions, but we love factions, it proved, and I was watching 1998 Raw as of late, that's, that's what I've been watching DX was loved, the corporation was hated Authority worked. All these factions, they work. They work. Most of the time, they work. And I think this is a case where this could work. This could really work. And I think maybe Tommaso Ciampa might join it. Maybe Demon Finn Balor might join it. I don't know, but I love that we have something we can get excited for on Raw. Same thing with Cody Rhodes. We can get excited to watch Cody Rhodes on Raw. And Raw wasn't that exciting, but now Cody Rhodes or Edge, that's the only two people I'll watch on Raw. And I'll wait for them just to watch it. You can see the Street Profits. They're kind of turning heel too. And I want to see what they do with Montez Ford and things like that. Because I think Montez Ford is a fantastic talent. Then you give Austin Theory the title. I want to see what he does with that. I think that will be very, very interesting. Um, even though WWE really doesn't care about their mid-card titles. But we'll see. I think it's going to be very, very interesting for sure. Now, the pay-per-view coming up, Backlash. Where the Usos are trying to... Unify the titles, just like Roman did. I love it. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect because, look, we want all the gold. And it makes the tag team division even better. It elevates the tag team division because you're facing guys like Brady Orton and Riddle. Because the Usos, and it makes it more relevant because there's a reason for it. And it has to do with the world champion. And I think that's what makes it so great when you bring with the factions like that, like the Bloodline. It works. It works, and it makes it so perfect because it means something much more. And it's great. It's, it's honestly great. And look, WWE is doing things that are great. It's not all bad. So let's not just boo, 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 tomato, tomato, tomato. Say that. Let me chill. Let me not do that again. But there's certain things that actually work in the product, and we need to we need to be okay with that. So that's, that's what I'll say about... Uh, the whole bloodline feud, I like it. Then, it's looking like uh, Roman's going to take on Drew. I really hope Drew doesn't win the title. I think there's no reason for him. To, he had his moment. It's okay. Roman Drew can take a loss. He can take a loss, honestly. But, this establishes Roman's reign a little more. Even though he already beat Drew, he passed out Drew. It establishes a little more. So, I'm, a, I'm fine with it. Now, Cody Rhodes and Seth. This is going to continue. This is going to continue in the next pay-per-view, and I think Cody's probably going to face uh, Roman at SummerSlam. That's kind of what it's looking like. And I'm perfectly fine with it because Cody is probably the biggest baby face in the company right now. Honestly, he's, he's probably the biggest baby face in the company. 
And I think it's it's working, and they're making him a top dog. And since his return, people are loving it. So I'm cool. I'm very, very cool with it. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Seth, I don't want him to lose too much, so I kind of... I kind of want him to win this one at Backlash, get his re- backlash, get his revenge, and then the next pay-per-view lose like he did kind of with Edge. It made him look strong um, still at the end of the day. It didn't make him look too weak. Now, let's go into... Oh, God, I always lose my track of stuff. AEW. AEW is having a pay-per-view forbidden door. Now, do I know too much about New Japan? And this is the only reason why I said this in the beginning. It's because New Japan and AEW are having a pay-per-view together. And this is great for wrestling because, hey, I'm a guy who's not too... Like, I know about New Japan, obviously, but I'm not too familiar with everybody. I know Tanahashi. I know Okada. Uh, I know Jay White. I know Zack Sabre Jr. I know uh, Chris Bay or you who know, really came from Impact. But I know guys like that. But I don't really know maybe guys like Ishii who was facing Adam Cole... It builds, or I knew Suzuki, Suzuki, obviously I know too, but it builds more people and makes you recognize more of wrestling in general, and it shows new talent and what they can do in the ring, and I love that, and maybe the chance that we can maybe get Okada and Omega here in, in America, or Okada and uh, Punk, or Okada and Danielson, that gets me so excited, because it's like, bro, like, Matches that we would dream of are actually happening in AEW. Some matches that we always wanted to see are happening even on Dynamite. Like, a match between Samoa Joe and Suzuki for the championship. It's great. It's great. And we'll get into the basketball play later. But it's great. I mean, uh, Aleister Black taking on Cody on a regular show. Scorpio Sky, Sammy, Sammy Guevara, TNT title ladder match. Come on, man. Like, you just get excited for stuff like that. And Andrade and Darby, and Andrade's losing it a little too much, but I still love the match. It was a great match. Sting jumping off of things. Hardy's just coming out just to come out. You love to, you love it. That's why I love watching Dynamite. I can watch Dynamite every week. Am I going to watch Rampage? No, because it's taped. I don't watch, I'm not going to watch a taped show that I already, there's no point. There's no point to watch a taped show. Um, but yes, now let's get into the basketball player. Um, and I'm calling him the basketball player because I don't know his first name, but I know he played basketball. Sing. Did they need to turn off the lights for him during that match? No. No, 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 no. Was I okay with him being there? Totally. Because, look, WWE haters, or AEW haters, rather, sorry, always talk about you guys have always bring in XWB talent. That's not XWB talent. And if you have a problem with him coming in, then you're just contradicting what you say. Because you don't know him. You don't know him. You don't know where he comes from. But at the end of the day, it's a new talent. It's new talent. And they're trying to build him up to make this that monster. And there's no problem with that. There's no problem. No problem with that. I have zero problem with that. Now, the lights thing was really unnecessary. It was really unnecessary. He could have honestly came from the barricade and just started attacking him. There would have been no problem with that. But, again, it's not that bad. So, yeah, again, I'm not a big fan of that one. But, yeah, I I think that's wrestling right now. Uh, But I will definitely do another podcast probably next Saturday, recapping everything that was going on uh, through the week. 
because I, I feel like that's a better way to do stuff. Maybe we'll have Ty on this podcast uh, next time. And, uh, yeah, but I love I love Riverside. Shout out to Anchor uh, for hooking it up here. So until next time, guys, Sports Mindset. Peace.